Hi, you're listening to Gateway to Dreams, and on this episode, I will be interviewing author and publisher and a very dear friend of mine, Lily Weeks, and she'll be discussing her snake dreams and what they really mean. You won't want to miss this episode. Stay tuned. Have you ever had a dream that left you excited, confused, or even afraid? Do you wonder where dreams come from or what to do about them? Welcome to Gateway to Dreams, where we explore and simplify dreams God's way in three simple steps with author and international speaker, Teresa Ward. Teresa will not only help you interpret your own dreams, but she'll also show you how learning to interpret will help you recognize how God is speaking to you all the time. Get ready to be encouraged. Now, here's your host and dreamologist, Teresa Ward. This is Teresa. Welcome to this episode of Gateway to Dreams. I'm so excited. I've got a very special friend on today, and she's going to share a couple of her dreams with you. I think you'll find incredibly interesting. Um, But before we get started, I just want to remind you to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your podcast. And the reason is we are going to um, release one podcast a week for sure, but some from time to time, I'm going to release special podcasts podcast during the week if some a special event comes up or if we've got a special announcement or I have a prophetic dream to share. So you'll want to be notified of that. So when you subscribe, it will notify you that there's something new and fun that's been uploaded. So, all right, I know your time is valuable, so let's just jump right in. I want to introduce you to one of my greatest friends ever, Lily Weeks. Hey, Lily, how are you? Hi, darling. I am so good. How are you? <laughs> I know you're so good. You're awesome, in fact. <laughs> Wow, this must uh, going to be a really good episode because what we've jumped through to even get this call to connect has been ridiculous. So, yeah, you know you're up to something really important when all these crazy glitches pop up that yeah. never pop up any other time. <laughs> we've had people if we were trading recipes; it'd be like no problem. You know? <laughs> right. right. So, I just want to start by um, telling, letting everyone know how ridiculously talented you are. So. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you've done so much, though, and feel free to interrupt me and, you know, kind of let them know on your own. But I mean, Lily, for those of you listening, Lily is a um, she has she's had her own books published. She is a publisher. She's a freelance. She's been a freelance writer for over 20 years. She's hosted and produced three television shows. She's the founder and president of the Fig and Vine Media and Publishing Company. She um, owns a 200 plus acre farm that's re so incredibly cool and we're hoping to have some really cool events out there at some point Um, and she does podcasting herself and partners with mainstream and christian authors ministry leaders and and helps people discover what they're supposed to be doing so um i'm sure i forgot a ton of stuff lily no i mean that sounds all really important really all i do i'm like a i'm like a bridge you know i think that i tend to just help someone leap to the next Step. It's <laughs> that sounded very impressive, and I'm like, oh, little. Lady. I know it always when people are always introduced me. I'm like, who is that? She sounds really I cool. Like, <laughs> I want to meet her. <laughs> yeah. So we've been friends for a long time, and um, you are one of uh, the most prolific dreamers I've met as well. Um, and so you and I were discussing, you know, we, we discuss a lot of our dreams with each other, but you've had some really big and really important dreams. And I think, you know, one of my mottos is more is caught than taught. And I just really want to 
use a lot of these episodes to share actual dreams that we have actual interpretations for so that there's no, you know, well, it might be this, it might be that. Um, and that's how we learn. That's how I, that's how I you. I love your strategy. Uh, it really does help. You, you really go about it in the right way. You're not like the dream dictionary girl. You are the, what is God saying to you specifically, girl? And you've taught me so much. And so because of what you've taught me, I've been able to interpret these dreams. And now we can share them. And uh, I hope others are, are blessed also by them. Yeah, I think, you know, for me, I, I know uh, people learn in a lot of different ways. But um, just to give people a little insight, why, you know, I re- want another reason why I do this podcast, God gave me a dream and actually told me to do the podcast. And he wants people to learn how to do it, not yeah. just the theory and hearing people interpret people's dreams, but how did they get there? You know, yeah. I I used to just get so frustrated because I would hear an interpretation and be like, how on earth did you get to that interpretation? Yep. You yep. know, and I've studied the dreams in the Bible. And w- what you do is you, you know, back it up and you you unwire it and, and figure out how did God get to that interpretation and why do things mean this? And uh, just to remind everybody again, I've said it uh, a few other times, but there are over 8,200 figures of speech in scripture. God does speak symbolically and you have to learn how to interpret if you're going to learn how to hear his voice all the time and everything. And it's so special and lovely because Everything is personalized. God is speaking to you as an individual in your dream. And it's so lovely when you have confirmation of that because, you know, God knows what this symbol means, especially to you. In another person's dream, it would mean something totally different. But he knows what is going to strike a chord with you. And it is just such lovely confirmation of that personal relationship with our beautiful, beloved father. Yeah, I just, that's you bring up such a great point because dreams are so subjective. And that's one of my irritations with, you know, when people send in a dream to get an interpretation in writing, it's like, unless you talk to the dreamer and ask a ton of questions, yeah, you know, with a little bit of training and some common sense, you can get close and, you know, you can do it that way. It's not wrong to do it that way, but I just, I was taught, you know, I was taught by John Paul Jackson Mm -hmm. and streams ministry in the very beginning about, uh, in 2004 I taught for him for four years but you know we were always taught to keep it generic and to give a concise so that people wouldn't argue the details but what the Lord showed me and started teaching me in my own dreams was he wanted me everybody has a different calling and I think what they do is remarkable and I wouldn't be in my destiny without them I had incredible training. Um, But what God has wired me to do is dig into the details and help people get a more specific answer and not a generic God loves you, you know, answer, you know, all this dream means God loves you. Um, You know, uh, I want to find out what, what does it pertain to in your life? What is it about specifically? And well, you taught me a lot through, you know, whenever I would call you and you would interrupt and ask more questions and more questions. And a lot of times I would have a big handle on it, but then you would pull up like four more details that I almost overlooked in the dream. And that really was uh, a, a good addition to the message that God was sending. So you know, you're so gifted with that, and, and I'm so glad that you're teaching people that way. I find myself asking the questions that you would ask me. 
Well, yay, but you're a good student. <laughs> no, you're a good teacher, so there you go. <laughs> well, let's um, jump in. You, okay. I, Just to as a, a note to those of you who are listening, Lily and I did not talk about what she was going to talk about um, in any depth at all because I want it to be fresh, and I, mm-hmm. uh, we don't want to overplan this. And, you know, on previous episodes, I've told you that sometimes I don't get an answer and sometimes I don't get any insight. We're not entitled to an interpretation. Um, and it's okay to not have the interpretation. It's That's the right. Holy Spirit's job to lead you into truth. Amen, sister. So you don't have to have all the answers. In fact, it's best that you don't have all the answers for people. Um, you want them, your job is to connect them with God. And all you want to do is ask them questions to get them thinking about it themselves. Yeah. So, Lily, what are you going to share with us today? Well, um, I picked a specific dream for several reasons when I knew I was going to be talking to you. Uh The interesting thing is I had the dream before I knew you. It was a long time ago, and it's right when God first started talking to me about my dreams. I had uh, kind of started to go away from dreaming. Um, Long story, I won't even go into it here, but this is when God was very gently redirecting me to start listening to my dreams again. It was before we knew each other, um, and it it turned out to be a warning dream, a very symbolic warning dream for something that did come to pass. And so because I may be a unique, I know that you talk to all different kinds of people. I already know the interpretation to this dream. There's probably more that you can unpack, but I thought it might be fun to share the dream and then I'll tell people what happened in real life. That's exactly and what I It was exactly what God was teaching me, what those symbols meant. That's awesome. Okay, uh, so let me pull it up here so that I don't forget any details. It wasn't a really long dream, but um, uh, another good thing about this dream is it's very specific for me. Again, God speaks to each of us very specifically. Um, so this dream had, uh, I actually had another dream before this one, and it was when I had the first dream, I did not have a dream journal yet. So I really don't remember many details about the first dream. I knew it was snakes, and it was a warning dream. Like, And that is a snake. I like snakes, actually. Snake, I'm not scared of snakes, um, but I do have a farm, and it's on a river, and we have a pond. And so whenever and you have I, a gun. <laughs> we have a few guns around the place. You know, uh, all the anti-gun people, don't shake your finger at me. I live on over 200 acres of With bobcats but, and stuff, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I would never shoot a bobcat ever. I know, I'm just I, saying, though. You do need to We try to yourself. leave even the poisonous snakes alone. Um, we've only had a couple of bad incidents, but <laughs> it's another anyway, podcast. <laughs> snakes are, I know, snakes are a really big part of my life. So it's not unusual that I would dream of snakes, but this was when God really established, if I have a poisonous snake dream, I take it very seriously because it means danger ahead for sure. It's never not meant that since then. And it's been like 10 years since this dream happened. So excuse all of that. I just wanted to set it up for people so that they would understand. So we had the vague snake dream I didn't write down. Well, after I had this dream I'm about to describe, you better believe I went out and got a journal and wrote down every detail. (laughs) And since then, I have uh, kept dream journals ever since. So um, in the dream, it was was our house. But um, unlike some dreams where everything's very realistic, it really didn't look like our real life house. But in the dream, it was our house. 
And uh, I was standing in the doorway of sliding glass doors, and I was looking out at a fenced-in backyard. And my husband was was out in the yard, and he was impatiently just plowing through all these old, old piled-up leaves. And I knew he was intent on cleaning up the yard. And for some reason, I immediately think to myself, there are snakes hiding in those leaves. I just knew there were. And so I called out and I tried to warn him to watch out for snakes. But he just sort of brushed me off. He was impatient and he tried to continue on. But I rush out the door. And as I'm hurrying towards him, I can literally see eyes glimmering up from a pile of leaves right next to his foot. So I grab a stick and I put up my arm. And my husband's nickname is Luck or Lucky. So I say, Luck, stop. And I prevent him from taking the next step. We look down and I see that there's a huge coiled up snake and it's brown with a prominent black pattern. And if anyone's familiar with snakes, you know at a glance when a snake is poisonous, they have like a real funky looking head. The head's bigger than the body. Yeah, it's got that little neck and it's got the big head. So, you know, I knew in an instant it was poisonous. And um, I try to ease towards him and I put out the stick to try to distract the snake in another direction so that my husband can back away. And as I'm doing this, another smaller poisonous snake just comes out of nowhere and strikes at me repeatedly coming at me. It was just over and over striking. And each time it strikes, I'm able to kind of hold it at bay with this short stick. But I'm getting scared because the stick is really short, and I'm afraid that the snake is going to be able to bite me at any minute. And in the dream, I knew for certain that the smaller snake was trying to prevent me from protecting my husband from the larger snake. So I'm fighting this smaller snake, and the larger snake gets distracted for a moment, looking at me instead of my husband. And the smaller, and then it looks at the smaller snake. And at that moment, uh, my husband backs away. The larger snake strikes out, but he only manages to grab my husband's jeans and not his body. So it's like he struck my husband, but the teeth only went through the jeans. And I pull my husband to me just in a wild panic, and suddenly I'm awake. Boom. Wow. <laughs> you got to uh, just love and those dreams. <laughs> I know. So here's the next dream the next night. Okay. and Do these two I- dreams go together? Yes, these two dreams definitely go okay. together. Okay. <laughs> and, and, you know, folks, these are very, like, uh, big, amazing warning dreams. Uh, but I think it's because God was doing something really big at that moment. Like, he right, was really right. transitioning us in so many ways. Yeah. So the next night, it's it almost feels like the same dream at first. I'm in the same scenario. I'm in the house. I'm in the sliding glass doors. It's the fenced-in backyard. But this time, uh, Lucky's not there. (laughs) And um, there are these cages there in the backyard. And there's two of them, and each one of them houses a poisonous snake. And I know that Lucky is keeping the snakes to make money from them because they're going to be milked for their poison to make snake serum. And he sells it, and it's, it's very profitable. But I'm very unhappy, you know. And I remember thinking, well, I know snake, you know, anti venom you know, is a good thing, but uh, it's dangerous keeping these poisonous snakes. So I'm just fleetingly, I'm just very unhappy. And then suddenly, one of the biggest ones gets out of the cage, and I don't even know how it happened, and it comes straight towards me. And I scream out because I remember that my little cat was in the yard. 
and I'm worried about it. Well, the snake rushes right up at me, and suddenly I'm holding in my hands an open blank journal out in front of me. And incidentally, I had just bought a journal because of the dream the night before, so that's interesting. So I'm holding the journal out in front of me, I guess like a shield, and the snake slithers right up the back of the journal, comes over the top of it, and clamps down and bites the white pages, the tops of the white pages. And I can see poison running down the pages of the journal, and it drips onto the ground. And I just sort of shook the snake off and backed up, and my little cat came in, and he started sniffing around the poison that was on the ground. And he got some on his face near his mouth, and I was really worried about him. I was thinking, well, he didn't get bit, but can the poison still hurt him? And then I fleetingly think, oh, gosh, Luck's going to be mad at me. He's going to think that I was messing with the snake because I don't like it and that somehow it's my fault that the snake got out. And, um, and then I just woke up. So okay. that's so, a lot. <laughs> do you want to interpret some of that or do you want me to tell the real situation that happened very soon after this? Well, or? what I want to do is I want to back up to the first dream. And okay. because uh, this is Gateway to Dreams and I try to teach people a three-step process uh, to, to oversimplify it. I just kind of want to walk you through that as you explain it so that they can see, you know, how, how this works. And so um, it's awesome. You have the answers already, but let's, let's just kind of put this into the TEA. So I teach with a, a model called um, uh, TEA. It's like having a cup of tea. If you're in the United States, TEA spells tea. And um, so T stands for title, E stands for emotions, and A stands for actions. So what I want to show people is, um, and I've said on previous episodes, titling is the most important thing you can do with dream interpretation. And the Lord gave me a dream and told me that uh, years and years ago. And so he told me to teach people this. And so, Lily, I just want you to, with that first dream, I want you to give me two or three titles that would summarize that dream yeah. as though you were like a newspaper reporter with the yeah. who, what, where, when, why, and maybe how. Um, like the the most concise, precise sentence you can come up with, like a headline. Okay, so I would headline the first dream, uh, Snakes Hiding in the Yard. Okay, that's one title. Can you give me maybe two more? Yep, uh, I would say um, Protecting My Husband from Snakes. Okay, that's a great one. And give me one more. Um, Let's see. Give me one uh, with your emotions. Oh, gosh. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> and how I... Urgent snake repelling. <laughs> <laughs> like, so did you have, like, fear? Like, what was one of your top emotions in the dream? Concern, well, it was, fear? As you can imagine, it was very, um, very scary. Um, it was urgent and quick. Okay. I would say that... Um, you know, the danger was upon us almost immediately. You know, I okay. so I would say urgent, maybe urgent snake warning. Okay, perfect. Okay, so the reason titling is important is because even if you don't know any of the other details, even if you don't know what anything else means, if you can get good at titling your dreams, the title will usually summarize the meaning of the dream. If you, if you do a good title, like you can't just title this snakes because 
you know, you know nothing yep. about snakes. You got to make more of a complete sentence, the the who, what, where, when, and why, uh, or how. And so your titles um, were great. And, you know, one of the things you can do is start with, if you don't even know where to begin, you know, just start with like the issue, the 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 warning, the emotion, and finish the sentence. So your emotion was urgent, Mm-hmm. Uh, warning of what? And then you just finish the sentence of yeah, the snakes yeah. and that can be the title. And so the titles you chose actually are the interpretation for your dream. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of detail with that, but even like I said before, even if you don't know the details, at least you can come to a conclusion of what this dream is about. It's a warning dream. Right. It's urgent. Right. You're supposed to pay attention and it's about whatever snakes are representative of and so you might have to interpret something in the title like the snake um but well and i could say i would add the word poisonous yeah because i actually like snakes right and we see a lot of them so poisonous is the is the game changer for me right right and so so now you can tell us what the dream means and tell us whatever you want to tell us about the details so the two dreams, what happened very shortly after this um i'll try to be careful it was it was just I won't use names or anything like that, but in a nutshell, um, my husband had some employees who were very dubious characters. He works in a very high risk industry. He works on very dangerous assignments and the, the kind of people who work in that field are kind of, there's a lot of daredevils. There's, they're very meticulous and careful. They're really good technicians. I mean, they're, they're skilled, but the personality of some of these people can be a little bit, um, I would say, hard characters. You know, um, it's a hard life. It's hard characters. It's adrenaline and, junkies, too, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and so, long story short, there was he is a, the most amazing cruise ever. But years and years ago, there were two employees that were causing some problems. And my husband is very, very good to people, and he's a very fair person. He's not a judgmental person, and I really wanted them gone. I thought they were nothing but trouble, and my husband's impatient in the dream and sort of brushing me off was exactly what was happening, and, um, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. He'll be the first to admit that now, but he would brush me off because these were two very skilled crew members. And so he, he kept them on because of how good they were. And a lot of what he does is safety considerations. So you've got to have someone who's at the top of their game and it's hard to find people. So I get it why he was keeping them on, but it turned out that they did turn out to be very poisonous people. And, um, there was this situation, there were several companies involved, including my husband on a a work site. There was an incident. Um, it turned out to have a lot of legal things with it. And we were not at all at fault personally. Like we were involved in the lawsuit simply because we were there, but these two took advantage of that and really, really, um, (laughs) did some amazingly awful things to betray my husband and, um, to try to make a lot of money out of it. And it was basically five years of litigation that we went through as a result of these two people. 
who took full advantage of of my husband and the situation. They just saw dollar signs. They were like, oh, this is perfect. This is how we're going to make our money. They're both retired millionaires now. (laughs) Yeah, they milked it. You know, they milked it. They certainly did. The venom and, running down the pages of your journal. Yep, exactly. And the other thing was, um, I, I really feel strongly the journal was our unwritten future, like what was about to happen. It wasn't the pages were blank. It was the very near future, and they really poisoned those those pages. Yeah, and um, so. So walk us through those dreams and and talk about the details. Uh, I mean, a lot of it might be very obvious to people listening now, but but for just clarity, let's just walk through it and talk about it. So, you know, I think both of them happening in the backyard, a fenced-in backyard, sliding glass doors. I think me looking through the doors is me looking through into the situation, and I'm assessing the situation, and I know the situation. I was right. In both cases, it was a bad thing for them to be there. And I was right to warn my husband. And sliding glass doors. And sorry, I'm going to be rude and interrupt. This is, you you know me. This is how I do it. Um, (laughs) uh, We'll just brainstorm on together Mm -hmm. on everything and, and, uh, and share insight. So you're absolutely right about the sliding glass doors. And, you know, it's, it's sliding glass is clear. So it's something that's being made clear to you. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? It was very clear to me. And it, <laughs> I knew. Backyard is your own backyard. It's it's exactly. something immediate. Yeah. It could be the and past. Husband, uh, and s- backyards can be the past in some situations, oh. but this situation, it's something that's right in your own backyard. Well, and he had a past with both of these employees. Um, at, at, at other times, they had been let go before, but they had okay. come back. Okay. And so, and, and you're, you're completely right in that. It, it was the past as well as that immediate right. present situation. And he was working in the yard. It was his work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he, and both of them involved his work and how to make money. And, you know, he just was, you know, he saw them as a necessary evil right. in the dream, you know. Right. So, um, let's see. Uh, I old leaves. I'm wondering what you would do with that because that's where the snakes were hiding is under old leaves. Old leaves. Was it, had they left before? Did they leave yeah. before? Yep. So that's they the left leaves. before and had come back. Yeah. So, I mean, I hear the wordplay leave. Um, I do too now. I didn't before, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. In a pile, they're like hiding. They have hidden motives. Uh, yep. When snakes are hiding, it means they have hidden motives. Yeah. Um, they're, you know, waiting to attack. Their intentions are not good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're poisonous, obviously. That means they're, you know, you don't want to mess with them because they're, they're right. dangerous. And uh, I had a stick in one hand and I put out my left arm right in front of my husband to stop him. Yeah, you so, want to stick it to him? <laughs> I'd like to stick it in that snake. <laughs> no, no, don't worry, folks. God's walking me through all the forgiveness of that no, <laughs> long ago. No, no I'm kidding. Uh, no, well, I'm sort of like, sort of kidding. But but it's interesting, too. <laughs> what I want to uh, point out to people is pay attention to the words you use. Because while Lily used the word stick, somebody else might have said branch or or you know, tree or something, you know, so um, it's important that you pay attention to the words you use. And sometimes I'll be thinking one word, but when I go to write the dream down, I will use a different word. And that is a Holy Spirit moment. What? I'm sorry. Oh, okay. That's the Holy Spirit. You, that happens when I talk to you, Teresa, I will mean to say something and then something else will come out (laughs) when when I'm telling a dream. So Mm -hmm. thank you for that. 
Yeah, that's the Holy Spirit trying to pull your attention to something. Um, so what did you know where you got the stick from? Not that it matters, but I'm just kind of... No. Nope. Uh, about how long was it? Uh, it was short, remember, because I was afraid right. that the but how short? attacking snake... Um, I would say two feet. Okay, two. This is the what I like to teach people about the details. Every detail matters if it's a dream from the Lord. And so two uh, is one of those numbers that can have a lot of different meanings. So I was really struggling with this number years and years ago. And the Lord gave me a dream and he says, two usually means established, Mm -hmm. meaning this is going to happen. It's a done deal, you know. Um, And so you had two, it was about two feet. And so it could also, the two could mean two days, two weeks, two months, two years, uh, yeah, two people. It was two employees, so you know, um, two right. snakes, two employees, and um, the stick. Ahead. You know, so um, did you find it on the ground? Did you pull yep, it off? I picked it up off the ground. Okay, okay, yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, it was so fast. I just I had to grab it as fast as I could. It, right. The whole thing was so fast. Right, right. Yep. You need to keep what? them at bay. Yeah. Uh, what's interesting, the next sentence, um, it, it just speaks to me so loudly. Uh, I put out my arm. I tell my husband to stop. I prevent him from taking the next step. Right. There's a huge coiled snake, brown with a prominent black pattern. Well, here's what I get from this. Of course, I was trying to stop him from taking the next step. <laughs> right. Because and yeah. with this with this huge project, I didn't even like the project in the first place and didn't want him to be on it. Right. And I had specifically asked him not to have these employees on that project. So that's interesting. Then the black pattern. Why? Because the biggest snake who was the most trouble, who, you know, our lives were not our own for five years. And this was an old friend of my husband's, too. It wasn't just an employee. It was an old friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he had a pattern of behavior. Right. Right. So. Yeah. And, you know, when you have snakes in dreams, just since we're talking about snakes, I mean, pay attention to what kind is it. You can look it up in uh, Wikipedia and find out what it's, or a thesaurus, or um encyclopedia and find out what its attributes are because that will speak even louder. I mean, I've had coral snakes, I've had um, pythons, I've had cobras, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, depending on where that snake is from, sometimes it could talk about, you know, where it's uh, the area, the geographical location of something, if they're only found in a certain place, like, you know, if it's an African snake, maybe it's having to do with a trip to Africa, or if Mm -hmm. it's, you know, the, what What do the colors mean? Uh, if I've had snake dreams where it's zoomed in and I'm looking at the pattern and it looks beautiful, but it's a poisonous snake. And yes. that's, you know, a warning. Even though this looks good, you know, this is not a good thing. And this is not. A, and usually uh, animals and uh, insects and different things are attributes of people. Yeah. Um, and that's scriptural and that's for another teaching. But so you just, you know, you can really dig out a lot of details, but what kind of snake is it? You know, and, you know, it was a, you said a black. Uh, it pattern. was brown with a prominent black pattern. Okay. And I think the black pattern is just treachery. Um, sin, fear, sin. intimidation. Yeah, he's yeah. a very sensitive person. Um, just a, just a bad character. I mean, mm-hmm. now, 
he actually really liked my husband. I mean, he, my husband was one of the few people. Everybody was, likes him. He's a great I, guy. <laughs> so anyway, but, um, I, I had to, Oh, uh, you know, towards the end of this dream, um, and we'll move on to the next with the symbols. But, um, when the larger snake does strike out, you know, I'm, I'm fending off the enemy. And I think that was prayer warfare. I think yeah, that you, you, you outstretched know, your arm. That's a Psalm, you know, with his outstretched arm, you pray for protection. And, you know, the, and, and I was under attack during that time. A lot of things happened to me during that time also. Um, and so, you know, I, I get the symbolism of that. Um, and then the, what's interesting, the snake gets his genes, but not his body. So it does strike him, but it doesn't poison him and wound him. And the way that this worked out, even though it was, it was terrible, it was five years, those men got millions in settlement. Um, for us, we were, we came out unscathed really because nothing was, was our fault. Nothing was, they basically made their money from insurance companies involved with the overall big project. So it robbed us of those years. And we were really afraid during that time. We know, we didn't know, you know, are we going to lose everything? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. I remember it's about the and, time I met you, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And so there was a lot of angst and all this, but we came out unscathed better than ever. You know, our reputation completely 100% intact, um, full recovery, you know, where it, it, it ended well. So the snake got the genes, but didn't get my husband. Right. So, and um, I, th- I think that speaks loudly on several levels. I think on another level, he didn't allow it to um, harden his heart to affect him, well, you know, in uh, the flesh, yeah. you know. Yeah, and, it actually brought a lot of good out. I mean, it, when you think you might lose everything and you're sitting with, there with someone and you get to the point where you're like, I don't care. Right. I don't care. You find like, out what's really important. I care about you. I care about our kids. Like, nothing else matters. It's a lovely place to be. Right. And blue jeans. They weren't black jeans. They weren't tan. <laughs> you know, so blue is revelation, insight. Oh, how intimacy, lovely. Intimacy, you know, with the Lord. Um, so, And I would definitely say it brought my husband very close to the Lord. And um, and it helped with my credibility because I was always having dreams that were would come true. And I'm very prophetic. Now, at the time, I didn't realize it, but, you know, God was walking me through it. So it really helped with my credibility with my spouse. So, you know, he trusts me uh, about these things. Now, here's something really interesting, a side note. And this is how, uh, you know, God works on so many levels. And Teresa's really helped me with symbols. And I am finding that I think we're in such a prophetic movement right now i think god is so close and the the veil between the spirit world and this world is so thin right now that he's giving us symbols in everyday life just like he does in our dreams and so i was thinking about you Teresa, and i was thinking about this podcast and um there two, two times recently at the farm there was a moccasin within our vicinity hiding but very close and you we saw when that time I was out there with you. Yeah, so, Teresa is very familiar with this. And I don't want y'all to think I'm on a terrible snaky farm. I no, mean, no, 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 no. We rebuked that thing and went away. <laughs> right. Like we've said, a, oh, Teresa's so awesome. She's like, yeah, I curse you and get out of here. That snake just slithered away. That was so funny. <laughs> that was awesome. I love her authority. But um, what was interesting was I said, ooh, a snake hiding nearby. But we immediately saw the snake both times. 
So it didn't come near us. It didn't harm us. We were very aware of it. And it just so happened we had hired a contractor to do some work for us at the farm cottage. And he turned out to be a very bad character. Snake. And I immediately thought of this ex-employee. I'm like, gosh, he reminds me of that guy. He reminds me of that guy. And I really didn't articulate that to my husband, but we were sitting on the porch and all this, and we had just fired the guy and we were so relieved to get rid of him. And, and, uh, my husband said, you know, he's just like so-and-so I could tell he was working me just like so-and-so. And And I thought, Oh, (laughs) he learned that lesson. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this, this is why I love teaching, uh, to interpret because, more than just dream interpretation, a lot of people don't remember a lot of their dreams and stuff, is that um, God, it says in Romans one twenty that all of creation speaks of him, and we will stand before him without an excuse and not be able to say we didn't hear from him. And so if you will just pay attention and say, you know, if this were a dream, what would it mean? I mean, I you can hear God time. all the time and everything, every day, if you just pay yep. attention. Yep. I tell you, you've taught me that. And so, and I'll leave in title, like, you know, I come away from a conversation, let's say, and the person just seems so great. It seems to have went well, but I have disquiet in my heart. And I would say, well, what would I title this if I dreamed it? I I think that all the time. I break it down just like a dream, the way you taught me with the titles and the subtitles, the emotions. Mm -hmm. And so I encourage people to really just pay close attention because God is so talking right now. I mean, that just happened. And I thought on my porch, I'm going to bring this up, that (laughs) the other two snakes we saw were in real life. But I knew it was still a warning. Right. And, you know, again, two means established. When I see something repetitive, um, you know, I don't go looking for what I want to find every day. You know, like some people will say, well, if I see a bird today, that means, you know, God wants me to do this, you know, and there's birds every day. Yeah, you know, yeah. so you don't like make it fit. But what I do is I am like always open. I'm like, Lord, is there anything you want to show me today? And yeah. I just stay, pay attention. And if something unusual happens or something keeps happening or, you know, if it, it just, you know, if you're tuned into the spirit and you're sensitive and you're asking God to speak, uh, you'll find him in ways you don't expect. That's right. He honors that you honor him. So, and you know, if all this sounds hard, if you're new at this or or feel like you're not even there, that's okay. Just ask God to like increase your antenna. You know, let me know when you're talking to me, God, you know, open the eyes of my heart. It's okay. You can ask God to make you better at it. And the more you try and practice and pay attention, the better you get. And you'll never arrive. (laughs) It'll always be, it's a relationship. (laughs) It's not a destination. So Oh, what a beautiful thing. I'm so glad you said that. Relationship is is definitely the key word there. Yeah, he loves Um so Well, much. I had a quick dream that was an, a literal dream, if you want to hear that well, one. Well, you know what? Did we go over the second dream, the second oh, snake dream? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go through that. Let's go back up, just because yeah. I want to, you know, milk this for all it's worth. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pun intended. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so in the, snack, in the second dream, I would entitle... Uh, don't keep poisonous snakes for profit. Oh, wow. That will preach. Okay. So do you, all, all of you listening, do you hear how the titles are so important? Because if she knew nothing else, this would be about something having to do with making a profit. And then if you look at some of the details, like her husband, you know, is this about his work? Is he wanting to make a big profit on something? You know, like it will, 
it will pull itself together if you can start. I, I, it's kind of like putting a puzzle together. You know, mm-hmm. the titles are the corner pieces. And then, you know, the context are the edge pieces. And then the details are just all the middle pieces that you just turn until they fit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, sometimes the puzzle comes together right away once you get the big pieces in place. You know, so um, so let's walk through that dream. Two, uh, two okay. more titles. So uh, two more titles would be, um, let's see, uh, I would say The Snake Gets Out of the Cage, and uh, I would say ooh, The Snake Tries to Poison the Journal. Okay. I know that sounds weird, but knowing what the journal right, means, right, you right. know, because that was a huge part of it. Yeah. Yeah. And the snake getting out of the cage. I mean, that, yeah. that speaks to, they got away with it. Yeah. 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 You know, my husband thought everything was safe. They'll, they'll stay where they belong and do what they're supposed to do, but right. they didn't. But they didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Check. Um, lesson learned. <laughs> yep. 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 It was a hard one, folks. Listen to your dreams. You'll never make that one again though. <laughs> when they're, the harder they are, the more you remember them. Yeah. So, um, um, let's see. And, and it's interesting because I did have the fleeting thought, like I was thinking to myself, look, I know how good it is to have antivenin. It's necessary. We need it. You have to milk snakes. Right. If we, if no one milked a snake, then everybody who got bit by a poison snake would be in serious trouble. So it was like, I knew it was a good thing, but I just didn't want to be involved in it. And I think that was the project. The project was a very good thing. It was, uh, it was a dangerous, a very, very dangerous project that needed to be done because some things needed to be fixed so that other people would not be in danger. You know, it's not, the project wasn't evil. (laughs) Right. It's kind of interesting that I had that fleeting thought. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, like I say, and the journal, I will say this, and you probably have insight. For me, I felt like the the snake poisoned the unwritten, you know, future that we were holding up. And, um, but I will say, like, in hindsight, even now when I think of it, and that's when you know it's a dream from the Lord, too. It's hard to remember dreams, but this dream, I can remember it like it was yesterday. It was like 10 years ago. It was probably a vision within a dream, yeah. Yeah, I do that a lot, but at the time, I didn't understand all that. I was so new at at all of this, so I think you're right. Um, Like, now I recognize, yep, I'm in the spirit. Yeah, so let me just, because I said it's a vision, not a dream, um, you know, dreams are while you're sleeping, but you can have visions while you're dreaming. And the reason they're different, and this is an oversimplification, we'll do a deeper training in a future episode between, you know, the differences between dreams and visions. But a vision, if you study the words for dream in scripture and study the words for vision, one of the words for vision really kind of means like a tattoo, like a permanent impression. And... um. Or it could be one of the words for dream, which means to, it's like hyperbole. It's like blown up out of proportion so that it's trying to get your attention and you won't forget it because it made such an impression. And so um, that's why I said that. When you don't have to write something down, it's probably more of a specific type of dream or a vision. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. um, And, and, you know, when you start 
paying attention to your dreams when your listeners, you know, they'll be of every different level, I'm sure, of, <laughs> of right, having right, right. You'll learn to recognize you just know that you know that you know you're you know now I would have I'll have dreams and I'm like this is happening in the spirit you know this is not just a dream like I tell myself and I know it and so that makes for a different experience and you'll you'll start to recognize it yep yep so the second dream was there anything else about um we were talking about the journal and the yeah it was giant okay the journal I just first of all it came out of nowhere <laughs> like all of a sudden it was in my hands and it was holding, I was holding it up and it was like a shield. I mean, the snake would have gotten me if I did not hold that book up. And the book was very large and the pages were exceedingly bright white. Oh, wow. Cool. So that's, you know, so, details that I don't really, I haven't gone into. Um, I'm just wondering and I'm just brainstorming right now. I always tell people I'm not a dream interpreter. I'm a professional brainstormer. Um, <laughs> The journal, how, how, so explain to me how you would quantify how big it was. Well, I would say like, as I held it up about a foot away from me, it was as big as my whole torso. Like, like it was probably like your body. Yeah. I would say, you know what is funny. Okay. So the journal was open in the middle, two pages showing. Mm -hmm. And again, it probably at least two feet, two feet wide. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's interesting that that's coming. Yeah. Established. And, and yeah, and it was just really big. Yeah. So it's a, a really big deal. I think mm -hmm. it's speaking of, you know, a really big deal. I think you're right about, you know, the unwritten part. But I also, wasn't that the time you were getting into publishing? Wasn't that about? Yes. What is so interesting about this? I mean, the worst time in the whole wide universe for God to tell me, to start a new business. I thought that's when you started your publishing company. I did. That was a big leap of faith because, I mean, if you think you want to tell your husband who's in the throes of <laughs> the worst I I remember. of his life, I mean, we're, it was just, I, I'm trying not to go into too many details, right, you know. Right. You know, he doesn't like me telling his business, I'm sure, but, you know. It was just the worst time ever to start a publishing company. <laughs> a dream led me to start the publishing company. A an audible voice that woke me up in the night wow. said what the name of the company was. Wow, that's cool. And it was very strong, and um, I knew it was marching orders. And, you know, it could have been a test. You know, part of our getting through could have been obedience because I was immediately obedient to the Lord. I did what he asked me to do. And of course I said, well, I don't want to publish these kind of books. Well, those are the very ones he sent me for. <laughs> you know? Don't tell and, God. No, <laughs> don't tell God what he can tell you to do. <laughs> just kidding. Exactly. I just, I don't even ask questions down. I'm like, okay, whatever I've learned. But you know, what's interesting, Teresa, we have a, a mutual friend who's a very prophetic, wonderful man, Chris Carter. Yeah. 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 I'm hoping and, to have him on this podcast. Chris, if you're listening, oh, get, yes. get on he's this podcast. He's, uh, he's doing great. He's dying to come on. Okay, so right during this time, I published his first book, and it was really a scary step for him. I mean, this guy goes up into heaven. Right, right. We're well, hearing a lot of yeah. that now. Everyone goes up into heaven. They have these visitations, and they, they're going back and forth. They're going up in the spirit. Well, at the time, no one was talking about like that. Nobody was talking about that. He was scared to tell people, you know, <laughs> I was scared to publish it. I'm like, everyone's going to think I'm a nut. I'm going to get drummed out of church for this. And, but it started his entire ministry. 
And in fact, the Lord told me later, if you shut down your company now, it would be okay. Because that was the reason I asked you to start. Well, in the white pages, they were exceeding, you held it up. So you gave it to the Lord, you know, up is, is toward the Lord. And the pages were exceedingly white. And so white is righteousness and, and they were bright, you know, so, Mm -hmm. you know, I do think, you know, even though you had nothing, there was nothing on the pages, even though you had nothing, God wanted you to, you know, do this. I think the journal, you know, represents a lot of things. I think it does yeah. represent your life and and also that it's blank pages that you can decide how you go forward with this, you know? Oh, yeah. It's that's up to you. It's unwritten. Yep. Oh, that's a whole nother funny story, the whole unwritten song thing that I had one time. Uh-huh. What? Uh, is that too much of a sidetrack? <laughs> uh, it's it's too much of a sidetrack for now, but if we have time at the end, remind me, pull me back in, and and um, okay. Yeah. So so um, then you, and then the the last part of that dream that interesting. I'm sure there's a meaning when you dream of your pet. You know, I often dream of pets in danger, and I'm trying to protect a pet. Of course, when the kids were living at home, my kids are grown now. I still dream about them all the time, as you would imagine. But you know, uh, the fact that I was afraid my little cat, my little pet was going to get bitten and I want, and, um, and then he, he put his nose in the poison. Remember he had mm-hmm. a little bit of poison on his mouth, which is interesting. Um, and I was afraid, I was thinking, well, does the poison hurt him? Even though he wasn't really bitten, but he had the poison on his face. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why I dreamt that. Well, it's, it's tricky. Um, Cats can, or I mean, pets in general, is sometimes can be the dreamer. Um, sometimes they can be your friends, you know. Sometimes they can be attributes of somebody's personality. Um, and so, you know, I think... Oh my gosh, I just got it. What is it? <laughs> he was acting like my husband because we called our little... That little kitty, the, we had three cats at the time, and uh-huh. the fact that this cat, we always called him our clueless kitty. Oh my he was always like, go, 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 you know, like he would be the one to go put his face in poison. And it was like my husband was just, da, yeah. Da, yeah. you know, yeah. and, you know, you were exposing yourself. Like, what are you doing? I, just an insight. I, th- I think it might have stood for my husband. In yeah, that case. I think you're right. And so what you also do with that is and that's very scriptural, by the way, as far as in scripture um, similes are, this is like that. And so a mm-hmm. lot of things in your dreams are parables or they're similes or contrasts, all the ways that, uh, you know, there's 8,200 figures of speech in scripture, but there's 217 different types of categories <laughs> within mm-hmm. that. And so um, it's like saying, this is like that. And yeah. And just like, you know, you love your cat and want to protect him, that's how you love your husband and want to protect yep. him and be worried about him. And yep. and a cat in that instance would be innocent and, and you know, um, you know. So, that's true. He was a kitten at the time, right. too. And, yeah. and so, you know, just it, you just think about the attributes and what you're thinking about that, you know. Um, and cats have a mind of their own. They're hard to train. <laughs> um, you can't call them like you can a dog. So they, yeah. so cats sometimes can, they want. <laughs> right? So can sometimes represent, you know, somebody that's a little difficult to, you know, get through to or stray thoughts. Stray cats can sometimes mm-hmm. be stray thoughts. Um, 
And so, you know, but it, it feels very good in this context. You were just really worried about him and he was, you know, you just didn't want to. That's see, okay. Cause he, he'll say it, it now. Yeah. <laughs> he was being clueless. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. naive. <laughs> well, and naive isn't a bad thing. Right. If you're innocent, you just have to learn, you know, it's, we're all yeah. naive in the beginning. And so. I will say that, you know, for my husband, I mean, I, poor, poor guy, he's, <laughs> he's not coming off very good in this dream, but he's, he's such a man of integrity and character yes, he is. and goodness, Yes, you know, um, he can't fathom doing something evil to That's someone. That's why he was naive. No. Uh, that's what I mean is his, his intent, the intents of his heart God saw. Yeah. And that's why yeah. God gave you a dream to protect him. Yep. You know, so um, there was something else you had said at the end of that dream that I wanted to hit on. Let's see. The, the venom, yeah, ran down the pages. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, you know, you holding up that book, if you had not held up that journal, um, which I think means you also needed to do some writing yourself, by the way. Um, cause it was your journal, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, you do a lot of writing. Um, yeah, I was, uh, actually I was writing a book at the time. Yeah. So that had to probably do with that as yeah. well, Yeah. but just hold that up, like make that, that actually stopped the snake from being able to bite you, you know? Mm. Um, so by doing, being obedient to the Lord, it actually probably saved you. Well, I wonder that. I mean, and I, I don't want to make people nervous. You know, God right, right, is, right. No, there's always you know, we can never buy our works fully <laughs> be righteous. We are righteous through belief. You know, we're not trying to say yeah, if you the blood. do good works, yeah, God Jesus. will protect you. Right. I'm not saying he wouldn't have protected us otherwise, but I think it went a long way to right. protecting us. And, and my husband supporting me in doing that, he was under attack at this point. And he is supporting me and starting this new thing when it's the worst thing for him. Right. And yet he was willing to back me on that. So I just think all of it really led to a huge layer of protection in the spirit. Right. Right. Yep. I agree. I agree. And you were going to tell me about something that happened um, yesterday or another snake issue? Oh, well, this was so weird. Well, this is a literal dream. So people, sometimes God gives you a dream and it's an actual thing going to happen. And it's just so bizarre. And I'm going to go again into obedience a little bit. I know how hard it is to step out and say weird things or to tell people thing, new things that God's doing if they're not used to hearing it. And, or if God asks you to do something, it makes no sense. I'm just saying obedience is a very, very, very good thing. And here's the perfect example. And this is a really short dream. Um, and this one I titled because it was so recent. Uh, it was last year. And, of course, Teresa's taught me how to do these, <laughs> these titles now. So the overall title is um, Snake in the Classroom Warning Dream. Wow. And uh, so basically, uh, I have a dear, dear, dear close friend. And she works as a teach as a co-teacher with this other gal and they teach a kindergarten class together. And I've never met this other gal, but in the dream, um, my friend, Tressie, I I know she won't mind me telling this dream. My friend, Tressie and I were in her classroom. I knew it was Tressie's classroom. I could look and it was very literal. It was just like her classroom looks, the desks, the chairs, Mm -hmm. you know, there were no kids in it. It was empty, but you know, all the stuff was on the walls. And, um, 
on the table in front of us, there were two stacks of books. And we approach the table, and Tressie is on my left. And Tressie is another very prophetic person and a very prophetic dreamer. Um, so we approach the tra- table. Tressie's on my left. And I suddenly am aware that there's an unknown woman to my right. And she's young and blonde, but I really can't see her clearly. And I thought, well, this must be Tressie's co-teacher that I've never met. Now, I didn't, I've never laid eyes on her. So it's interesting that she was young and blonde. And I never knew her age either. But it turns out she's young and blonde, but I didn't know that. So I look on the desk, and I see a coiled-up moccasin. Again, with me, it's moccasins. No, You know, I'm not scared of rattlesnakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thing I see the most are moccasins, so that's my thing. So I see a coiled-up water moccasin with a very large head between the stacks of books on the desk. And I immediately put out my arms in each direction to warn Tressie and the unknown woman about the snake. And Tressie and I are looking at it very cautiously, but the woman to my right just walks right past it, like really close to it. And I'm like, no, no, oh my gosh, stop. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sort of gasping, and she ignores me and moves even closer to the snake. And um, it just was really scary, and I was really mad because I'm like, this woman needs to hear me. And... I, I fleetingly think, let's see, I'm going back to my notes. Oh, I fleetingly think, can Tressie and I throw a bucket or something over it? Like, can we put something on top of it or catch it somehow so that it doesn't hurt this woman who's really close to it? And then, boom, I'm just awake. Okay. So, immediately, I'm like, and this is funny, too. Talk about overthinking. I can be an overthinker now. So, I wake up in the middle of the night. It's like 3 in the morning, and I'm thinking about it. I'm like, is this a warning about Tressie or about her co-teacher, is this a warning? And I'm trying to be so symbolic. I'm like, is someone like a snake? Is someone trying to poison her? Is somebody hidden? And I'm thinking <laughs> of all these symbolic you things. You have to, yeah. I know, I know. I was doing my thing, you know. And uh, I was like, well, I'm going to see Tressie tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to tell her this dream and, and warn her about it. Well, I got up the next morning, and it's like 6 a.m., and this dream was haunting me. I could not let it go, and I'm like, I feel like I have to warn her right now. And I, again, I was thinking, maybe something bad is going to happen in that very classroom, and so I need to warn them. So I called Tressie and told her the dream, and she says, well, um, she's not here today. Uh, She's got doctor's appointments. So she said, I'll call her. I'll text her. Well, she tried to call her and text her, didn't get her. But we prayed for her. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's your outstretched arms again. Yep. That day, that very day, that woman was getting out of her car in her own driveway uh, between, you know, right where your garage transitions to the driveway. Mm-hmm. She, she had backed up the, the car. She was getting out of the car with her baby and oh, she wow. walked right past a coiled up water moccasin that oh, was on goodness. her driveway. Oh my goodness. Twice she walked past it. And in the dream, she went close to it and then she went even closer to it. And that is exactly what happened in real life. So even though we weren't able to warn her, well, first, I, I listened to the Holy Spirit and I warned Tressie right away. Right. So that was obedience. Then we tried to warn her. That was obedience. Well, it's okay. God can't be thwarted. You know, okay, we didn't get her, but by golly, we prayed for her. And where two or three are gathered in my name, you know, Mm -hmm. and if they agree as touching anything there, you know, it shall be done. So that was 
Yeah, you're go ahead. I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. I was just saying that's the you your outstretched arms, you know, protected both of them. So, you know, people, no matter how stupid you feel, if you feel a warning about something for someone else, just warn them. Just do it. Do your part. It's okay if you feel stupid. Many times God has told me to say crazy things to people and I felt like a fool, but I've never regretted it. So just always do what God asks you to do. I always preface it with, I might be crazy. (laughs) and You know that I am, (laughs) but I'm just going to tell you this. I can't tell you how many times I've called my children and, and, and also I say it so it gives them an and out and it allows the Holy Spirit room to kind of convict them if something's going on. I'm like, you know, this may not be true or I might be interpreting it wrong, but I'm just going to throw this out for you. You know, you might want to consider this if this this could mean this, you know, and I just kind of, you know, give some given out. Yep. You know? I mean, if it's in their brain somewhere, you've done your part and, and the Holy Spirit can work with that. So I, I totally agree. And you're very fun about that. And, and you don't want to scare people because no. a lot of times the dreams aren't literal. It could have been something else, but in this case, and it can be both I just thought I would, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just very weird that that happened because she lived in a subdivision. Like, you know, there was no jungle around. It wasn't wild. Like my farm, <laughs> you know, it was the, it's, you know, a concrete sort of subdivision with concrete. It was on the concrete driveway. There were no trees around. It was just a really weird place for a water moccasin to be coiled up. Well, and that does sound like, you know, how the enemy works, you know, like his plans, you know, um, you know, were to really to, to kill, steal and destroy. That's the enemy's mm-hmm. plans always. And God, God saw it coming and intervened, um, yep. you know, Weird. Yeah. So. And I don't even know the woman. I still don't know the woman, but I've since found out she's young and blonde. <laughs> yeah. That's, so that's that that explains why I couldn't see her face in the dream. I didn't know her. Right. Exactly. But yeah. you, there were enough details that Trusty knew who it was, you know? Yeah. I, I knew it was. Yeah. In the and, classroom, of course. It had, and now, if it would have been me and Trusty and a blonde woman at the park, I wouldn't right. have associated it with her colleague. Right. right. And, you know, I was just, uh, as you keep talking about moccasins, uh, water moccasins, um, I tell a really quick snake dream about a water moccasin I had years and years and years ago. Um, We had had this couple over uh, when I was married uh, years ago. We were all just playing like a board game or something. And they said, you know, well, what do you do? And I said, well, you know, I'm a dream interpreter. Um, I interpret dreams. And they're like, the guy goes, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? He's like, I just had this, um, uh, or no, she, I can't remember which one of them had the dream. I think it was actually her. She had the dream. And she said, I had this dream. And, um, in the, in the backyard, there was this water moccasin on top of the water. Like there's a pond in our backyard and there was this water moccasin, in the backyard, she says, what do snakes mean? And I said, well, snakes are, it depends on context because there are good snakes. Um, like the king snake eats bad snakes mm-hmm. and that's King Jesus yeah. sometimes. Um, but I said, you know, usually it can represent, uh, because in scripture it represents, you know, Satan or lies. It's usually somebody who's lying or is not trustworthy or has false motives. When I said lie, her husband looked so guilty. <laughs> I mean, like he was sweating. Like, oh, whoa, that's he, interesting. He was sweating, right? And I, and I, you know, when you interpret dreams and you, th- and the Holy Spirit does give you kind of some understanding about what it might mean, you have to leave room for the Holy Spirit to do the convicting 
and you don't ever shame people and you don't ever put fear in people or anything. So I felt instantly, now I could be wrong, right? There's no way for me to prove this. But I felt like the Lord showed me that um, I, what I told her was, you know, it's water moccasins are, are uh, this case, he was on the water and water can represent, this was a pond. So it was kind of like stagnant water. Water can mean a lot of things, people. It's not always the spirit. It can, it can be emotions. It can be tons of things. Um, I have a, a phone app called Dreamscapes and there's a lot of, if you get that, um, it'll show you a lot of the different meanings for water. But anyway, I felt like it was emotions or something like that and that something was going to surface because this snake was uh-huh. sitting on the surface. And I felt like it was sin was going to surface. And he just looked so guilty and so nervous. I d- don't know what it represented, but I felt like the Lord allowed that dream... Th- God knew they would come over to my house yeah. and God knew she would bring up that dream and God knew he would be nervous. That's right. I really prayed and I hope that the Holy Spirit, if there was something there um, where he was doing something he should not be doing right in his own backyard, mm-hmm. um, that he would be convicted enough to stop. And that's what I told her. I said, you know, these dreams feel bad. I said, but really, if this dream was from God, he's he's not wanting you to be hurt by it. So I said, you can pray and ask God to, you know, whatever this represents, that God would just deal with it and that it would not be a dangerous situation. And it um, could have changed the behavior so that exactly. it didn't that's dangerous. that's what I really feel. That's your obedience. And yeah. I was praying for them. I was praying for their marriage. I was praying, you know, so I don't know, ultimately, you know, it's not, we're not entitled to an interpretation. We're not entitled to know the outcome. Um, I just gave her hope. You know, I, I, you, you give hope always um, and without changing the meaning. Because some people will flip a dream and change the whole meaning and they'll lose the warning in it. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. it's God's love to warn them, you know, so you can't like remove the warning. But, um, but I felt like what he showed me about moccasin uh, sometimes is people who mock at sin. Who, oh, interesting. Who keep sinning and sinning and sinning and just well, are like mocking it, you know, yep. and, and you it know will what? surface. Yeah. They are also repeat strikers out of all the poison snakes. The poison snake would usually strike to defend itself, right. protect itself from a person. They're not trying to eat the person. But moccasins will strike over and over again. That's why I'm afraid of moccasins versus another snake. Because right. each time they strike, they inject more venom. And they venom. stay near the water or on the water. So, you know, they um, probably manipulate emotions, too is my mm-hmm. guess. You know? Oh, yeah, I bet. Try to, you know, attack that way or manipulate people, you know, emotionally. Mm-hmm. So, um, but this has been so much fun. I'm so excited you. you had time to come on. I appreciate you. I'm humbled Thank you. Thank you for having me. You uh, sacrificed your time. I'm sure we will have you on frequently, as frequently as you oh, have time to so. come on. It's so fun. I love talking with you. So uh, anytime. Um, But thank you so much for having me. And thank you for all that you're doing to help God's people hear him. I just so appreciate you, not just as my dear friend and sister, but as as a ministry leader, I really appreciate you. 
Yeah. So do you want to share any kind of contact information, how people, you have a podcast. Do you want to talk about that at all? Or are you keeping well, I haven't of- started it yet. We're, we're kind of, um, I'll have to let you know on that okay. because, I, and, and I'm working with the Lord on some things. Um, okay. He's got me working on some book projects right now. So I'm going to kind of, I'm doing a lot of guesting right okay. now, but, um, you'll be the first to know when Great. I, when I go up again, well. but I would love to see you again and, and talk with you again. Well, that's exciting, and you have some uh, children that have had some dreams that you know um, that want to be on the podcast at some point in the future, too, right? Yeah, um, I have two little ones, and their mother is a prophetic dreamer, and they're just such fun little kids, and we talk about all kinds of things together. They are uh, 9 and 11, respectively, and I just... I just think we need to start talking to our kids Absolutely. about this kind of stuff because kids are having dreams too. They're probably more in tune than we are. They have less static. So, yeah. you know, I won't, I am just excited at the thought of training children to understand their dreams and to give them some empowerment because a lot of kids have bad dreams. And so, right. We want to bring peace know. and hope. Right. Yeah. Right. So I'd love to have those little boogers on. I think that would, would be so much fun. We have to do it. We'll make it happen then. Well, thank you so much, Lily, for being on today. Listen, um, you can go to gatewaytodreams.com. And if you scroll to the bottom of the page, you can leave a testimony, a question, or an entire dream if you want us to consider it for an upcoming uh, podcast or dreamcast to um, interpret it and walk you through it. Um, Until next time, I pray that God blesses you above and beyond and keep calm and dream on. If you'd like to ask a question, share a testimony, or have Teresa interpret your dream on an upcoming show, go to gatewaytodreams.com and leave us a voicemail using the record button we provided. Thank you for listening to this episode of Gateway to Dreams. Until next time, may God bless you above and beyond.